This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Conference is starting on Thursday. And by the grace of God, by 6 p.m., we'll be starting by blowing our trumpets. We are going to usher in the meeting with a long blast. For the first three minutes, before the opening prayer, we are just blowing trumpets. That's why you should wear white and look like an angel. <laughs> Something is happening. Of course, it doesn't have to be full white, 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 blue, white, red, white, whatever. Just a touch of white. But then it's not compulsory if you don't have white. If you don't have white clothes, what do you have? Black? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> So good to see everybody this morning. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and is helping my voice. <laughs> um, you know, I've been preaching, 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 and uh, my voice seems to be complaining. But in the name of Jesus Christ, <laughs> let's read that scripture again Psalm 89, verse 15. Blessed is the people that know the joyful. Wow. Glory. Now look at this other translation. Blessed are the people who know the password. Wow. Password of praise. Password. This is powerful. So there is a password. <laughs> now I love this third one and the final one better. Blessed and happy are the people who know the joyful sound of trumpet blast. Look at what happens to them when they do that. They walk, oh Lord, in the light of wow. Who would have thought that the secret to walking in favor is to know joyful sound? And the Bible said the trumpet blasts. Something is happening on Thursday. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now, <laughs> let's appreciate the choir. Thank you. 
Hallelujah. They are, they, are, they are wonderful. Glory to God. Joyful sound. Joyful sound. That is all that the conference is all about. There will be the demonstration of God's power like never before. About three or four things are very important to God when it comes to the anointing. Yeah. But I want to bring it to the level of corporate anointing this morning. Such a glory atmosphere. Like we read for service. 2 Chronicles chapter 5. And let's start from around verse 14 or thereabouts. I want to read it again before we take our seat. And the Bible says, so the priest could not stand. Well, let's start from, the, uh, from verse 12. Also the Levites which were singers and all of them of all these names. <laughs> and with them, an hundred and twenty priests sounding with trumpets. There's something about God and trumpets. We will talk about that during the conference. He came down Mount Sinai with the sound of a trumpet. When rapture will happen, first Sinai chapter 4, we shall hear the voice of God, that of a trumpet, that of an archangel, we shall be raptured. All through revelations, angels measure now judgment to the people of the earth. Every judgment was preceded by the sound of a trumpet. John said, I was in the spirit of the Lord, in Revelation chapter 1, verse 10, and I heard behind me a voice like that of a trumpet. Why? Then he said, chapter 4, Revelation, I saw a door standing there when I heard a voice like that of a trumpet saying, Come up either. We will look at that when I have a session during the conference. The Bible says it came to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to the Lord in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpet and cymbal and instrument of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good and his mercy endures forever. That the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. And the next day, the priest could not minister because of the glory of the Lord. What did they say? They were blowing trumpets and they were saying, For he is good and his mercy endures forever. Can we just shout that now? Say loud amen to that. Wow. But the Bible said they became as one. Go to the preceding verse. Unity. Unity of spirit. The Bible says that, and praise the Lord for his good said, it came to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound. I won't talk too much about that. Each one we'll look at later after the conference. Act chapter 2, why did the Holy Ghost come down? Act 2, two they gathered together in one accord. The unity of the brethren draws the power of God so rapid. So God responds, he responds swiftly when he sees a united people. And when the Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Can believers be in one accord in one place? In Genesis 11, we can have your seat. God bless you. Welcome to church. One accord in one place. In Genesis 11, I mentioned that first time, but we didn't get into it. Maybe I should just start, and then I move to something else. Forever, unity attracts the presence and the power of God. 
one accord. The people found a plane and they said that we are going to build a tower that will reach heaven. And the guy that was leading the venture was called Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. The mighty hunter before the Lord does not mean that the guy was somebody that God considered great. Nimrod was a rebel. Nimrod was the first man per se to really, really, really rebel against God's institution. He wanted man to spread. Nimrod said, no, we are building a tower, we are staying together. I don't want to mention one cult in one of the European, or one in the, in the Western world, and then that is actually the offshoot of Nimrod, they are the seed of Nimrod. Nimrod, Nimrod's spirit is still very much here. If you have studied very well, <laughs> a lot, I don't want to be put, there are many things. Uh, Adolf Hitler, I think, was an art student, who saw arts. Where did the ass come from? I'm going to talk about that. Every nation where they kept that as the nation ruled the world. He saw it as a student. If you watch the little video of Hitler available on the net, you will know that the guy was unusually possessed. What made other nations to fear him? They had, I mean, the way he rose, spirit can empower a man. But we will not get into that today. If I take you through history, you are going to discover there are spirits. People just enter those roles from time to time. And demons don't operate without human beings. They are, they, are, they are able to express themselves very well when they find a personality that they enter through, into. They have accommodation problem, like Lagos. <laughs> so, so they look, they are always desperate to enter somebody. So when they cast them out, they enter somebody because they need accommodation and they don't have accommodation that is enough for them. When they can't find man, they went enter pigs like it happened in the time of Jesus. They must inhabit something. But how much can how much more can the Holy Spirit do when he finds you have made me a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true with thanksgiving, I am a living. I am a living. Sent you. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit comes in. A weak and timid person becomes bold. You become a different person. That's what the anointing does. When I was very young, to sleep in the dark was a problem. But when I got born again, all those things left. There are Christians who are still afraid of the dark. Well, putting on your light does not mean Satan will run away. Your light doesn't scare him. <laughs> what we attack you in the dark, we attack you broad daylight. But <laughs> some are afraid to be alone. As you are alone in the house, all the memories of the other films you have seen, they start coming back. But then you won't stop watching the films. That was my life when I was young. You watch a lot of him in the night, you won't be able to sleep, but the following day, go and watch again. I was about 11, 12 or so, or 11, I can't remember the age. So scared that I took a bottle in the night. My room did not have toilet inside. Toilet was a little, and my father would switch off the light before, to go there to switch on the light. So I took a bottle, I urinated inside. 
out of fear of going to the toilet. See where some of you are looking at. Some of you did, so you did the same thing. <laughs> you know, the Bible says fear has torments. It's just tormenting you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank God for the glorious liberty of the sons of God. Unity. They made one sound and the glory of the Lord descended. There were no ranks. Everybody was equal in rank and the worship was pure, unadulterated. And one sound, one song. Oh, one day in the church, when our hands are up, every hand is up. I said to them for some, it is not that God chooses to come down some days and then not come down some other days. No, it is man that invades in truth. Man enters at times and at times we don't enter. But the protocols of his presence are very clear. If we are united in worship, we will penetrate. That's what the Bible says, how good and pleasant is it for brethren to dwell together in unity. So one day they were in one accord. Not that they were inside an accord car. <laughs> one guy was talking about that. That was the first time accord was used. That under accord is not new. That is that the Bible said that the disciples were in one accord. Not two accord, one accord. That means there was a car accord park and they were on the side side. But that's not the meaning. <laughs> one accord. You know, like somebody said also that all these cars are not new. He said the same Bible said that like John, the forerunner of Jesus. So Jesus had a forerunner. I looked through my window, somebody passed forerunner outside. Jesus, forerunner. And his own forerunner was John. So forerunner is not new. <laughs> Have you read Zachariah from the tribe of Abia? That's what the Bible says. That's the only tribe in Nigeria that is biblical. <laughs> of course, maybe the Jebu site also. <laughs> now talks about the Jebu people. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Are you with me? <laughs> oh Lord. You know, the first time is that this morning I, I, I'm not feeling like preaching. I'm just talking. I'm waiting for the conference, but let me manage to say a few things. Apart from that, I lost my, my voice crack. But are you are you following me? Unity is important to God. What will happen to a church that gets to this level? I was talking about Nimrod, and that's about all I will say for now because we'll look at it more later in a broader way. Nimrod, and they said they were building a tower that would reach heaven, Genesis 11. Now, God used some, I pay special attention, first of all, to the words of Jesus Christ in the Bible. None matches it. John 63 said, The word I speak to, their spirit and their life. Then, next to the words of, I pay attention to what came directly from the mouth of God. Because in the Bible, prophets spoke, men spoke, even fools spoke, like the rich fool. And Satan spoke in the Bible. But some words came not from a prophet, directly from God. So God said the people is one. I love King James Version of that uh, 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 Genesis 11. Some other translations say the people are one. But King James says that the people is one. And God recognized the power that is that unity. He said, hey, look at these guys. He said, this is the beginning of what they will start doing. And the next word is very powerful. It came from, can you project, please? Can't remember the example, Genesis 11, where the Bible said the people is one and they have one language. No, go down. It's not, the people is one. God, when God said, God looked at the tower, God said something about what they were building. What verse is that? Fast, fast, fast. I want to leave this place. Um, 
said, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one. Wow. And they have all one language. This is what hasn't happened in the church. When I was in UI, there was a time that courtes were very many. The time that every fellowship laid aside all their doctrine, those who were wearing scarf, those who were not wearing scarf, all of them decided to pray like never before together. All of them were ushered out of school. There were no traces of them. There was no trace. I mean, they were taken out completely. I still yearn for that. I long for that unity. It does not mean we exactly believe the same thing. But we must all believe in death, resurrection, in the Holy Ghost, and other things are not necessary. Oh, you confess by faith, you, you fast, you, you fast more, you don't. Those ones are the ephemerals. Once we believe in Jesus, it's death and resurrection, and as the only way, that's all. Are you getting what I'm saying? And they are one language. This is the beginning. This they begin to do. And now, everybody help me read the concluding parts. Who is talking here? Can God lie? Can God exaggerate? What is the meaning of nothing? Hi. When Jesus said, where two or three are gathered, I guarantee you that if they agree as touching anything, why do brethren pray with us and nothing is happening? Somebody there is not agreeing with you. Because once something doesn't work the way Jesus says it works, the fault can never be with Jesus. So if the Lord says that if any two of you shall agree as touching anything, and I agree with somebody about something that it does not happen, one of us, one of us is a sellout. Something is wrong. Not as a wicked person. Somebody might just say something that destroys the power of that unity. And really, do people really love you the way they claim to? Are you following me? This is why the prayer of agreement can best be prayed between a man and his wife. And this is why Satan starts them on the wrong foot. Many homes are not together. I was shocked in sadness when I was watching TV and it was said on the Day Star Christian TV. Now, even many pastors don't have a very happy home. It's bad. Are you following me? So Satan goes into people's marriage and he makes them so that they cannot pray the prayer of unity. There are people who are looking for one man or God after the other. If only they can pray with their wives in sincerity. That prosperity will come in no time. But they have so much wounded each other. Ah. Are you following me? Most blessed, most glorious. Please so, slowly. Thy great name will reign. I want to move to something before they start showing me that my time is already showing 13 minutes. Is the person behind the time a Christian? Pigeon, <laughs> is that you? <laughs> Who is doing me? <laughs> are, you, are you with me? I, I just want to move to something. Did you get what I've just said now? We will talk about unity again and we'll look at different scriptures. Amen and brethren, 
when people want to pray with you, be sure they are 100% on the same page with you. Jesus meant every single word. When he said, if any two of you shall agree, he said, for where two or three of you are gathered, I am there. And because he sees through the heart of men, he sees somebody whose heart is sabotaging what you are praying about. One day, we will call for service. Nobody will look at his phone from the beginning of the service to the end. All phones are laid aside. When they begin to sing and we all lift up our hands, all of us, our attention is on Jesus. When that happens, something supernatural happens in that service. But can we guarantee that somebody is not conscious of himself or herself more than the presence of God? Bring out the phone and respond to a WhatsApp message. And they say, oh, Father, I thank you, I love you. You have just destroyed something. This is not to attack, but many believers don't know what they do when they are doing this. The Bible said they all became as one. Unity. It brings down the corporate anointing or it causes it to manifest. And in that corporate anointing, things, I told them for service, there were moments when Jesus only healed one man. John 5 at the pool of Bethlehem. Then later the woman touched she was the only the woman. Others who were drunk in it were not healed. But there were about two passages, the Bible said that, and he healed them all. In this one we read in that Second uh, 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 Nicholas chapter 5, that verse 13, in that kind of atmosphere, everybody will be healed. And this is what we are expecting on Thursday. That's why I've been pleading with you. Get to office tomorrow, beg your boss, speak under the anointing, but respectfully beg them that they should let you close early on, on Thursday, maybe by three, and if they can give you Friday off. I told you that, use the scripture, king asked all wise men to be killed in Babylon. The Bible said that Daniel answered Ariok, Daniel chapter 2, with counsel and wisdom. And Ariok gave Daniel three more days. And in those days, kings were gods. They could kill Ariok for what he did. But the way Daniel spoke, gave Daniel three more days. If you trust God for unction and counsel, your boss will give you, say, okay, make, I will say, make, make you come along, self. Because God is going to do something to you. Because I don't want anybody listening to me, actually members who are to miss, there will be many non-members who will be there that day. I don't want anybody to miss any session. When we start by blowing the trumpet with our wife, you should all be there. It means something. And I told them, when I started teaching, I will explain that all musical instruments, according to Ezekiel 12, were created inside Lucifer. The only one Lucifer was not given is the trumpet. Because trumpet belongs to God. And we are going to look at that. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. The second thing, when it comes to corporate anointing, is sacrifice. And maybe I would talk a little bit on that, maybe talk some. So I would just say, there are scriptures in the Bible that are very deep and very powerful. In Genesis chapter 8, I think around verse 26, you know, from 21, what really happened? I don't think it was from 21. Noah came out of the ark and of what is it with God and sacrifice? What is it with God and sacrifice? The Lord smelled the savor. Let's start from verse 20. From verse 20. Noah built an altar to the Lord and took every clean and offered a burnt offering on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savour, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again. Before he smelt it, he didn't say that. What is it with God and sacrifice? That when man did something, 
There is a guy's story I want to show you that is deeper than this one. Numbers 23. There's a prophet called Balaam who later lost his anointing and became a soothsayer. When Balak contract, contracted Balaam, contacted him first of all, and then gave him a contract. First of all, he contacted the guy, said, please come. Then he gave me this contract of, help me cause Israel. For I know that anybody you call, is, and then the first thing Balaam said to Balak, build seven altars. The also is in 23 numbers and then in 24. Build seven altars. And he said, put a ram and a bull or so on each altar. And then he will walk past through that altar. And then God will tell him what to say. Now, what I notice about this is that even though Balaam was in perfect disobedience to God. For, number God told him not to go, he went. Then later he was trying to speak without God. But every time he made that seven sacrifice, all those seven sacrifices, every time one sacrifice in sevenfold, every time he did that, a prophetic word came to his mouth. There was not a time that he set up that sacrifice that God did not speak to him, even though God was not pleased with what he was doing. Why? But there is only one story that I want to just maybe dwell a little on. I'm done. I'm just. Call you at these things, we will look at it and then we look at the highest sacrifice, which is Jesus Christ Himself. Why God? Why did He demand that His own Son should even die as a sacrifice? Hebrews 8 14, Jesus, who through eternal spirit offered Himself. Why? Why offering? Why sacrifice? Even Lucifer offered Jesus a better way out. Matthew 4, Luke 4. On the mouth, if you fall down and worship, I will give you the whole world. So if Satan could give Jesus the over without worship, why did God demand the cross, the sacrifice of himself? And in New Testament, all sacrifices are built on this one sacrifice. For he has by one sacrifice perfected forever those who have been sanctified. Hebrews 7.21. Why? Why this one? Are you following me? But I want to show you the story of how powerful this can be. 2 Kings chapter 3. I think we went, we read a bit of this last week. That was when the three kings, king of uh, Edom, king of Israel, and king of uh, Judah, came to see Elisha the prophet. Go to verse 3, verse 4. So, Mesha re rebelled. Go to verse 5, 6. Now, I want to where Elisha gave the prophecy. When he said, about this time, you shall not see wind, you shall not see rain. Yet this valley shall be filled with water. Just go down, 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 down. Maybe verse. And Elisha said, What? Are, okay, he's still angry here. Eh? Then he said, Bring me a mystery. Then he prophesied. I want the prophecy. For thus said the Lord. Now, this guy received double portion of the spirits upon Elijah, who could call fire down. Now, Elisha said, You shall not see wind. Neither shall you see rain, yet the valley shall be filled with water, that you may drink at your cattle. Next verse, I said that's not even the only thing. Next verse. This is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. It will deliver the Moabites into your hand. Check the next word. Next verse. You shall smite every fenced city, every choice city, shall fell every good tree, 
Stop all the wells and mar every good piece of land with stone. Next verse. It came to pass, then go to the last two verses of the same chapter. That's verse 26 or so. When the king of Moab saw <laughs> that the battle was too sore for him, why do I have a witness in my spirit that I'm talking to somebody? Life's battle is becoming unconquerable. Too tough for you. Look at what this guy did. Now, I want to show you what happened here. The king of Moab was the one they were fighting. Three kings against one, one king. The king of Edom joined the king of Judah, joined the king of Israel. All of them to fight the king of Moab. The three kings did not have water. They looked for Elisha. He gave them a prophecy that there will be water. Then he gave them a prophecy that you are going to win that battle. Now, the king of Moab, when he heard that they were coming against him, he had a soldier prepared. That was why he didn't surrender. He could fight well. So he was sure of himself that he was going to win the three of them. But he did not know that they were not just fighting. There was a prophecy backing them. The most anointed man on the face of the at that time had given them a word that they would conquer. When the battle started, Moab noticed that I'm not fighting ordinary people. Because everywhere he turned, he lost. Then he said to himself, something is working against me that I do have control over. So in verse 26, when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too short for him, he took with him 700 men that drew sword. Those were experts, his best hand, to break through even the king of Edo, but they could not. What happened was that he spotted the three kings. His consultant told him that out of these three kings, the weakest is Edom. Pick your best fighters. Now you need to escape. No doubt you can't win these people. But you can escape only through Edom. So he got the sword men and he said, you know what? Leave the remaining two kings. Face this direction. Break a path for me and let's escape. But even at that, he could not. Because Edom also was under the prophecy. Then the guy realized that while are they? Look at what he did in the next verse. Then he took his eldest son that should have reigned in his stead and offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel and they departed from him and went back to their land. Every other thing that Elisha said they would do was suspended. They left his town alone and walked away. He did, I am sure, the almighty God who anointed Elisha saw the sacrifice of Jesus. And he said, hey, this guy has done what a normal man will not do. The battle does not go beyond there. I anointed Elisha, but I suspect the prophecy now. You cannot conquer this guy. With the anointing I put on you, with this sacrifice he just made. This is not for this realm. Leave him alone. He didn't even run away again. They just, when they saw what he did, they just turned back and left. Sacrifice. This is why God will go to any lens to rescue any Christian. This is why none of you who has professed Jesus as your Lord and you are living for him can ever go to hell. The sacrifice is too much. The death of the living world himself, who went to hell on our behalf, our insurance is too sure. 
heavenly shore. We are not afraid. Or oh, when the saints, we are in the number. Except you are not for him. Are you with me? Yes, sir. This is why when we say, Heavenly Father, our voice goes to a strong straight. Perfect sacrifice. The only perfect sacrifice. But the thing about this is that sometimes, and I will look at different types of sacrifices another time. The whole, all of them have one characteristic. See, it's not only seed given in terms of money. But for majority, that is it. Because it is money that holds us. And that's why there is a demand at times that we let go. God does not tell people every time to give their all. But once in a while, a call might come that what you depend on, you should sow it as a seed. When that happens, you go to another level. Some of us have done that. I mean, it won't tell you every night. God, God also believes in you saving. But once in a while, from time to time, especially when you depend on that and you are looking at it, God says, you see, I want to do something great for you. But you need to let go of this. It's true. Do you know what I've just said now? Many people are waiting until God will do something great in their life. God is waiting until they will dare him with a sacrifice that breaks your heart. Circumcision of the highest order. They say God loves a cheerful giver. You have never given sacrificially before. When you do, you will not be a cheerful giver. There are givings that you become sick one week after. You are just about to say, Lord, this better be true. <laughs> because you wake up, you are sad. You know inside your spirit that that was what God wanted you to do. You have obeyed him, but you are sad. Was God jubilating them when Jesus was being taken to the cross? He was crucified naked, beaten to stupor. Was Abraham happy when he was taking Isaac to the mountain? Why? It's, we just saw, whatever you see from old to new, even when the angel of destruction stretched his sword over Jerusalem and he was ready, the prophet just told David that God is angry with you, but there is a way. David went to the threshold of Aaron. That man that did that, that king of mine was a pagan. God will not accept human sacrifice. No. There's only one woman, and that's Jesus Christ. No other person. So that's why he didn't let Abraham do it. But he wanted to test Abraham's heart. I gave you Isaac. Can you give him back to me? Abraham, I want to make you a father of many nations. But this is the process. Everybody hearing him and those who are watching, when God promises you to be the father of many nations, the first thing he will do is that he will give you a seed, not the nation first. When God promises that you are going to be a billionaire, he's going to bless you mightily, he will not give harvest first. He will give seed. If you hold on to that seed, that's the end. It's not angry with you, but that's where you stay. And it applies to other things. When we started, the guy, the lady, a lady, she was working in a bank. She was the finance year. Some of the leaders here will remember. She used to pay for venue. She would pay ahead of time for all our venues. And she came to meet me one day and told me that we are just about 7 or 11 in church. He said, Pastor, there's no guy that can marry me. You will not marry me. I was not married. And truly, I wasn't planning to marry her. And all the uh, two other male pastors, all of us were just brethren then. About seven, when this church started, he said, I've looked at all the four of you guys in this church. None of you is interested in me. 
And my mom, the mom came to church one day and told her that, see, in this church, they don't get us banned here. You only have four men. And there's none of them that likes you. So, so he said she was going to this time. She was the one paying all the bills. And she left. And next birthday, the Lord told me to go there, give her a gift, pray for her, and let her know that we love you. And I pray for you that you find the man in this time. Call on me anytime. I will still respond as a pastor, even though you are not in our church. When that happened, people started coming to church. What is with you that you won't let go, that is blocking what should come to you? And what do you need to do? For majority listening to me, the Lord will inspire you. It's a seed to be given. But for some, it's not monetary. Maybe for some, it's a step you need to take. Some people, there is a service you need to enter into. Yeah. There was one guy who was extremely asthmatic. And he offered to join them in convention and redeem to wash the toilet. Right from the first day, the asthma disappeared. He waited for about seven years before he shared testimony. No asthma, not once. What he had gone that brought to treat. When believers are praying repeatedly, especially, see, I'm there, I'm saying this, not because we are materialistic. What is the prayer of many people, many families? It is prosperity. Better life, this one. Does God really hold it from his children? If not, so what is the problem that many Christians lack these things? Where is this coming from? So people write confession on the wall. I have, God has given me a car and they confess, car, 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 confess until their mouth is turning blue. And then they confess this, confess that, you don't have a property. And all these things, they are not the main thing. So they are, God gives them cheaply. But he has given many people seed and they have worshipped the seed. They've held on to it. Ah, because I'm talking to people in our church, let me tell you the truth. I get very careful with new things because he might tell me to give it out. But see, he's done that too many times. He knows that my heart is not on anything. After he led me to give, so we got a car. The car was 1.8 million. Some years back, Montero Sports SUV. I only had 900,000. I collected 100,000 from my friend. No, I had 600,000. I collected 100,000 from my friend. I collected, I borrowed 300,000 from my wife. Because I'd given cars before then, God has sent me such a way that any car lot I get to, I'll just tell them. I walk up to a Jodu beggar one time and I told one on I like this car. I have half of the money. I'm going to give you the half and I'm driving the car home. The man was looking at me like this. I said, I will give you checks, four checks. You collect each month for a month. He laughed a little. Then he saw that I was not like, I said, yes. I said, I'm serious. And he said, so if you don't pay off your check, bounces. How do I know you pay? I said, you cannot know. <laughs> but I'm telling you that I will pay. I said, I'm a man of my words. All checks will be clear. And I didn't want that money then in the check. I just knew that before. And the man said, take the key. When I was going, the man was looking at me like this. I said, I was taking his liver away. <laughs> When the fourth one cleared, they called me that if you ever need any car. Then the second one testing ground, I just stopped by one day and I told the guy something while traveling. I think I had the camera and something happened to the car. And I said, I want the car a little elevated from the floor. So I walk, I walk up to this man and I said, you know what? My car just had a problem. And I said, I like this uh, SUV I'm seeing here. 
He said 2.4 then. I said, I only have 1.1 million. Now I'm going to give you the money and I need the car now. You are going to give me the key. I said, he said, what if I said you can keep paper? I don't need paper. Paper are papers are papers. There is paper. <laughs> it was looking at me like. And in his, his, as soon as I took that step, I was able to pay him in three weeks. But you see, what is behind? The one that I now gave the man one million, remaining 800,000, I gave him two checks. As soon as I got to, I was about to go and put plane number to register the car. And then the Lord said that, mention someone's name. I said, go and give him the car. I died immediately. What paid me was not... I said, so I'll be paying debt. I'll be paying on what I cannot see. You know, when you are driving around and you are paying, you, are, you know what you are paying for. But to give it somebody and then I'm still paying. And I told her she fell by. Just said, no problem there. If that's what the Lord is saying. And I, when the man was not at home, I left it there. The rest, they say, they, again, another time after that, he mentioned somebody. I got to the man's and he said the man was out of the country. And the Lord just said that, I just wanted to see that you will do that. I said, but dear Lord, you know. People all over the world who don't have cars, a car cannot separate me and you. People don't have cars and they're enjoying their life. What about people's cars were stolen? They didn't die. Little, little things, they teach me lessons. A friend of mine was coming to see me one day. They stopped me on the way and collected his car. And he did not die. So I would just like... Uh, a thief can't take it. People save and health condition develops suddenly. Or they have to give towards their parents. We, we, we are not bribing God at this door. No, I'm just saying that sometimes we should know that if there, is, if there are necessities of life that can make us go into our... But God should motivate us more. Not necessities of life. Did you get what I've just said now? Yeah. But of course... It is only when the Lord says that to you. But I'm, I give you a guarantee from maybe we might be once in three years, once, from time to time, God will do that to test your heart. He will. I just remember now. There was a day you came to give me a key to a car. That God wanted, you remember? I God wanted you to give the car. She turned back, she left. I prayed over the key and I called her back. I said, no, God just wanted to see whether you will do that. Take your key back. You are, I said, in heaven. I said, you know, I'm not giving you the same car now. You have given your car. Now I'm giving you another one. And I've seen that better cars than that. Sorry. Yeah. I was coming from, I'll stop with this one. When we are about 17, 18 in church, I was going home. That day, Somebody just gave me some amount of maybe 2K or 1.5 or so. I did not have one naira outside that. I fasted from Monday to Sunday, thinking there will be many in church and will reduce by four. It was a sad day. We moved from 17 to 13 people after seven days of fasting. At the end of the day, God shall consume me. Somebody gave me 1.5 or so. So on my way home, I bought rice at the, which was a, Sweet sensation then with their chicken. So I was happy that at least I feel like power on you know. <laughs> Let this one. As I, I was staying with, where is Shola? I was staying with, I was cutting with Shola, Shola Adegui then in Pennsylvania, Maukoba, the estate there. I was cutting with him. They asked Sabo, Sabo was the gate man, the full and I was at the gate. 
as I was entering the gala, the Sabo's daughter was sitting down. Now, she didn't complain of one girl. So I greeted her, and the Lord said, give her that plate of... Ah! If God asked me to fast for another three days, it would have been easier than I, I had imagined how I put that food on the table to use it to cushion the effect of what happened in service. I first of all went inside. <laughs> I didn't obey me daily. I sat down. I said, but Lord, you know I cannot disobey you. So I turned back and I called the Germanianos. I said, take. She grabbed it with the two hands. She looked right around to be sure that her parents were not looking. Just went under the basement and sat down balanced. Honestly, I was looking at her, the first few spoons she, as she was eating, in me, she was eating my kidney. That was how I felt. So I stopped looking at her. I said, there's no problem. Let me not. So I just left. I went back in. The Lord, we just want greed to leave us. So that he can trust us with great things. There might have been critics saying this and sincerely speaking. When it comes to the issue of seed and the body of Christ, a lot of imposters have gone to do people, dubious ways of collecting money from people. Never do anything until you have a personal conviction on it that is rooted in the scripture. But believe me sincerely, when you have a fake currency, it's because there is original. There are demands in the Bible that nobody can change. Isaac did not pray for Esau, his own son, until he asked him to go and hunt for him. That Give me a venison I like that my soul might bless you. That fits into what God does. So he smelt Noah's offering. There are steps you take. It rings a bell in heaven. An announcement is made on your life. You go to another level. Let's not, it's all over the Bible. The only church that Paul prayed for that my God shall supply all your needs. Philippians 4 19. He said, No church communicated in terms of giving and receiving, only you. Some of our pastors are trying to be more righteous than the Bible. There might be people that play gimmicks. I see a lot of them. You can't persuade me with gimmicks. I'm a sitzer forever. When I notice cunning stuff in there, I don't participate in such. Or first class blessing come out and they support. The truth of the matter is that let us stay with what the Bible says. Some are now saying, oh, this is wrong. Time is wrong. But they are trying to dance to the tune of critics who are outside. One day, which happened in America now, they will take us up on virgin baths. And pastors are already shifting ground on that one also. There is one that I, I have removed all my relationships with now because he has endorsed homosexuality and abortion. As they make noise against us, we, our brethren are being murdered in some nations and they are not changing their faiths. Some pastors some people are afraid of the noise of the crowd and they are making adjustments, making adjustments, making adjustments, making adjustments, making adjustments. Perry Stone said his friend went to preach in the church. The pastor called him to a corner and said, you must not mention three things. Don't talk about sin. Don't talk about the blood of Jesus. Don't talk about cross. That says, he said, thank you so much. Give my Bible. Bye-bye. Tell your people. He said, ah, but we put your face on the poster. What are you going to say? He said, tell your people what you told me. He said, people in that church don't like to hear anybody confronting them on their terrible lifestyle. He said, so just, just talk about God is love. He loves everybody. Nonsense. God is love. If he sends me to talk about his love, I can talk all night long. We are not in the business of going to bash people and attacking people. 
But you should not tell a minister that he should not talk about certain things. The blood of Jesus of all things. That is the foundation of Christianity. So there are preachers, and the best they will get is applause, applause on Facebook. So I'm not the one I'm talking about. So you abuse everybody, abuse everybody. So you don't forget about giving. There's nothing like that because you are trying to please people. And this is the sad thing. Maybe one of them is watching me now. Those who say that are still secretly collecting seed from people. You are trying to appeal to an audience. Audience who did not call you. We can, a man of God must stand with the word of God and defend the Bible. If a pastor tells you what is not in the Bible, reject it. Let him cause you to the Lord. Nothing will happen. But if it's a principle in the Bible, and out of fear, a pastor does not want to talk about it. Something is wrong. It's not helping you. It is true. Look at the final word and we close with this. What did God say in that Matthew 8, 23? Uh, the last verse. You see, every seed reproduces after its kind. The Bible says that soil sparingly will reap out, and it does bountifully. Galatians 6, these are not even Old Testament comments. This is Apostle of Grace talking about this. Paul said that everybody is free to give whatever I said, but know for sure. Now, no, no, no. Please just give me. I said Genesis, sorry, Genesis 8. Genesis 8. The last verse. Genesis 8. I just want to read what God said. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, when God smelt the sacrifice of Noah, look at what God said. Why the earth remains. Everybody read it together. We don't know what will happen when we get to heaven. But God said, as long as we are in this earth, seed, there will be a time in between. Harvest will not cease. Anytime you wake up and you see day and night, seed principle and harvest, they hold forever. Every farmer understands this. Let's tell believers across the world, there is always a seed for you to give. That was why Elisha asked the woman, what do you have in your house? Don't say you have nothing. When you start praying that, Lord, bless me, I have nothing, out of his sovereignty, he responds that way some. But there is a system created by God, a seed principle. There is always something. Yes. There is a very token echo plan. I don't have one dollar, but I have a bit of time. I'm going to be praying for you for one hour for 30 days, every day. And his own life changed from that day. Seed. There is always a seed. Yes. Sometimes going to uphold the hands of some people. Sometimes going to help some people. It is the Lord that ministers seed to the sower. So it is in the place of prayer that you get to know exactly what the Lord wants you to do. Let's rise. For some people listening to me, if the Lord mentions something they have kept somewhere, maybe money or saving. You are ready to fight God. Ah, no, daddy. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Tell me something else. Do you know? I don't say this to spite anybody. I say it respectfully. Most of the prayer warriors, those who use that word, that I know, who stay on the mountain, who fast, till they fast themselves and do all that, a good number, I, I say this honestly speaking, I honor and I love them. There are many of them I give to. And I always want, it, it just amazes me 
you have gone for food for seven, eight days, you stay on the mountain, and at the end of the day, you have nothing, your children are out of school. It's because you can't convert one thing to another. When it comes to finances, you must search the word of God for yourself and check what does the Bible say I should do. You won't use prayer to cover that. If I dishonor my parents, biological parents, and dishonor spiritual parents, my parents are still alive, I neglect them, I ignore them, and then I want to give a seed in the church that will let me receive, one will not make up for another. The Bible says, honor your father and mother, that you may live long. You, you, that's one. But then if I honor them and I'm not a seed giver, I will live long, but live long in poverty. Do you hear what I've just said now? The word of God must direct us on what to do with everything. Everything. I enjoy it so much when my mom or my dad calls and they start praying for a long time on phone. That still happened yesterday. There was something my mom wanted me to do and I did. And she called in the evening and said she was just praying. I love it. She wanted me to help her do something for somebody and I did. And when that person told her that I have done what she she just called and she began to pray. See if your parents are still alive. I have not gotten too much prayers from them. Go and start now. You need it. The battles of life, we fight them with many things. Beyond your own prayer, sometimes you need many people praying for you. There are people when they hear that you are not feeling fine, they start talking to God. Because whatever is wrong with you, we, we affect them. Yes. Some of the people have lived with me for years, their parents still call me and they will start praying and praying and I look forward to it and start praying. Says, I we can't reward you. My daughter stay with you. You sent her to university. And they are like two or three people like that now. That said, only God, and they will start praying. Those words will live with you forever. There is an angel dispatch where people pray for you that way. Are you with me? This is very important. Have I blessed somebody this afternoon? You know, the way some people are looking at me. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. When the Lord tell me that after I'm going home, I say I should give my car. Well, I didn't say that. But if he tells you that, joyfully do it. He won't say that to many, but I'm just, if he tells you, just do it. Hallelujah. Okay. You know, you are smiling at me. I, I wanted to say something, but uh, it has to do with that. I won't say, um, let's bear osmosis. <laughs> Amen. See, if you don't get it, <laughs> let, 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 let's give our offering. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Mm. Let it be between those of us that we, we those of us that know we know. <laughs> Glory to God. Father. We ask in the name of Jesus. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. 
I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, we'll be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.